0: You ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. Well, gentlemen, we find ourselves here on the precipice of yet another SEC championship game. Even saying that feels a little weird, considering where we were 25 years ago, when I thought we'd never get to one. And now we're going to play for another SEC championship, and this time we're facing Alabama. As Will mentioned earlier in the season, it had to be this way. It had to be this way. It had to be Georgia-Alabama the last year with divisions. It had to be Georgia-Alabama as we try to go for a three-peat. And now the duty that lies nearest for Georgia is to win the SEC. You do that, and the next duty becomes clearer.
1: What's up, Georgia football fans? You're listening to episode 374 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. My name is Scott Duvall, and I am joined by my two co-hosts, Will Each and Tony Waller, and this is the 2023 – SEC championship game preview, yes, as you knew before the season started, and as we correctly predicted, it's Georgia versus Alabama, but the stakes are really high, some might say much higher than the previous two years, but that's why we're here, we're going to get into it, and here's Will to get it all started.
2: Do you remember uh, that crazy guy? that ran for mayor of New York city a uh, couple about 10 years ago, he ran on the, uh, the rent, ri- oh. no, no, no different. No, not the one, the one, uh, the rents are too damn high. He rinse ran on the rents are too damn. damn high.
1: Didn't they make like a song or a yeah. meme about it? Yeah. yeah. And,
2: uh, um, I would argue, uh, you were talking about the stakes. I would like to formally propose as a way to start this podcast. The stakes are too damn high for this game. <laughs> I actually think the stakes are too high. And, it feels a little like going not zero to 60, but five to like 120 or maybe 15 to 120. You know, we've talked about, you know, when's the game's going to, and listen, I think we've had our fair share of close games this year. And um, even though I would say there was not a single game, even Auburn where I was like, oh, I think we're going to lose. I'd say the closest I came to thinking that Georgia might lose this year was when Missouri had that ball moving late. And uh seemed to have and they were up and they, and they were down by six. It yeah. just felt like before the interception before the, the the big guy uh interception that felt as close I was like I was much as I was worried this year, uh and frankly, last year, I don't think anyone was all that worried much at all, uh even in the Missouri game. Uh, the Ohio State game got you worried, but it was less worried and much as, hey you know we had a good run. it, <laughs> it was, was fun, boys um. The, I, I see, I feel, and I sense among a lot of fans, genuine worry. And not worry that, Al, that Georgia is worse than Alabama and terrible, or this is all going to fall apart. But the thing about this, the thing about the way this is all set up is the idea, if like, which would you have rather lost? This game coming up in the final SEC championship game where Kirby having and, – and with Pollock, the formerly employed, uh, David Pollock sitting across saying – well, sitting right next to Nick Saban, Saban. Obviously, Georgia is the program in the SEC now, and nobody doubting it at all, and Saban just kind of eating it. Which, by the way, I'm assuming that's going to play on some clips uh, over yeah, the next week. Yeah. I guess it probably won't because ESPN probably won't want to point out the guy that they fired. But it probably should be going around right now because that was a big moment. It'll be played in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, and uh, so – you know, all the, things, all the things that Georgia has vanquished, all the demons they vanquished by beating Alabama in the national championship game, all the, we're, the trying to win three where Saban never won three, uh, trying to do things that no one else has done, trying to establish himself as themselves as the preeminent team in the SEC. It's one thing to ha- go up against Alabama in the SEC championship game. The last team to beat Georgia, the team that we... I don't, I, I, I'm assuming we don't have any listeners under five. Everyone probably remembers all that Alabama has caused for Georgia throughout the years. The idea that this run, which we all know is going to end eventually. The idea that this run would end, not just to Alabama again, not just to an Alabama team that is generally considered not one of the great Alabama teams, but has found ways to win, has found all these ways to pull it off, But then to have it stop the three-peat, which I feel pretty comfortable saying, if Georgia does not get a three-peat this year, no one's getting a three-peat for probably as long as it's been since Minnesota did it. All the things that could make, obviously, this has all been truly special so far. It's all been wonderful. It's been great. It's been wonderful. I don't know if you guys have have enjoyed this, but I have. I have. Um, So it's all been very, very fun. But the thing that could make you do something that no one has ever done, the thing that you have seen this team now feel like they are comfortable in doing, the, all of that building up is facing freaking Alabama again, which again is not that big of a deal if there's no Florida State or there's no Texas or there's no Pac-12 team, but there is. All those things are there. Yes, we can all cross our fingers and roll the dice that Florida State loses and Texas loses, I think that probably does it. I think those two things happening, I think Georgia gets in even if they lose. I wouldn't count on either On uh, I personally think neither one of those things are going to happen. And so we'll get to the picks when we get there, but I don't think either one of those things are going to happen, and the odds of both of them happening are very low. Which means the streak ends, the chance to do something that no one has done since Minnesota and likely no one will do again ends. The Georgia putting itself at the mountaintop ends. The David Pollock sitting next to Nick Saban and saying Georgia is obviously the team ends. The the new, uh, I am the captain now. Look at me, I am the captain now. That ends. It becomes Saban again. It doesn't eradicate the last two years. It's still awesome that it happened. It's still wonderful that it happened. This is still all kind of gravy. Like, let's not get over, the, over our skis a little bit. But the thing that... When We we talked before the Georgia Tech game about how much it meant to have, oh, wow, this team's really good. This team is really good. This is a championship-quality team. They got to do this now. It'd be one thing to, like, listen, if they end up winning this game and losing the national championship to Michigan, that's going to be a different kind of pain. That's going to be a different sort of frustration. But that's also going to feel like, man, that was just that crazy Michigan year where, like, they were—they will feel like the 16 Cubs, you know, the thing where, like, it was just that that was the Michigan year, the 04 Red Sox. No one was getting in their way that year. It was just, you couldn't do it. Losing to Alabama, losing to Alabama, team that is not considered a particularly great Alabama team. Uh, the, the last team that Georgia's lost to. Um, it's, we've only, Georgia's only beat Alabama once since they lost that. Like, Kirby's still got a losing record to Alabama since he's become uh, coach at Georgia. To have that be the thing that costs you in making the playoff, and not just costing you the national championship, but costing you making the playoff when you you may like, how is it going to feel watching Michigan play Florida State in on New Year's on New Year's Day Eve when Georgia is not in that game? It's going to be hard. It's going to be super hard knowing that like what we lost. I think that's good. I think that uh, it's it's. I think everyone's kind of tasting their own blood right now for the first time in maybe a year and a half. But I would repeat to go to my eventual point, this has been really fun and so awesome. I feel like the stakes for this game in the final SEC East-West game, I think the stakes are too damn high.
0: <laughs> well, I think you bring up a good point uh, when you're talking about this. I mean, you've been saying for three months there only can be one way, right? Yeah. That has to be this way. Um, you brought up earlier in our um, when we were having our pre uh, pre production meeting with the team. Uh, you know, it'll feel like that phantom limb has grown back, and I agree yeah. with that. I think I, people are going to
2: freak out if they lose. Yeah, well,
0: freak out might be a big it word. Depends but, on
2: how you lose. Well, yes. If blown out, they're really going to freak out. Yes, but, I agree. But if it's really close and they lose, they'll be like, "Oh, the curves is back." Yeah, no well, way.
0: okay. I, I see, you you say freak out. I say become Georgia fans again. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's um, been nice not being those people. It for like has a of years. been. It has been. Um. So there's a couple there are a couple of nits I, I will pick at that. The first is, I think there is everything you said is absolutely true. Right. Everything you said is absolutely true. That you are. Dealing with a situation where Georgia fans will both have that, oh, boy, here we are we're mm. Georgia again, uh, against all logic, first yeah. off. Yeah. Second off. Well, because also, two things can be true. Alabama can be having a not a, not a, not a super great Alabama team. I've been saying that Georgia's not a super great team. Mm. They're good. They're good. And I think at times has shown that they're the best team in the nation um, and certainly has at all times shown their top five in the nation. Mm. Um, and deserves to be in the in the final four, but the other thing that can also be true is that this Alabama team has figured some stuff out, yeah. and it, regardless of what happened Saturday, it may be Nick Nick Saban's best job coaching. Oh yeah, certainly that's since true. the late aughts. So I mean, Milrow was
2: benched three games into the year. Yeah, I mean, yeah. now that's the guy winning that doing that play. Yeah, and playing like that's that.
0: the guy. That's yeah. It's, I, it's pretty incredible. Frankly. Let's be clear what Alabama did. Alabama, Auburn, Auburn. <laughs> they Auburn, Auburn. It's true. It's true. So, it's true. I mean, look, the kick six, that was a, that was, a, you know, that could have turned out differently, I and I understand that. But the kick six happened, right? And the prayer Jordan-Hare happened the week before. Alabama, Auburn, Auburn. um, Which is all to say that I think that this Georgia team – and I realize you're talking about the fans. I realize right. you're talking about the fans. This Georgia team, I think they feed off of this. Well,
2: this is the awesome thing about them
0: being, you know, like college students Yeah. They don't know about any of the crap. <laughs> well, even they do know about it, the coaches are feeding yeah. it to them yeah. in a way that gets them fired. Up. Yeah. And think about the games where they come out and really play their asses off. Oh yeah. Right? It's the, these. It's these games. These <laughs> are the games this season where they've come out and just the the Kentucky game we're like, Oh boy, God wait Kentucky. You see what Kentucky did yeah. last yeah, week yeah. to Florida? The only game where they didn't do that was was Missouri. Right. That was the only game that they showed up and, and got smacked in the mouth and took a minute to stand up. Here's my concern about this. I think Missouri and Alabama are similar teams in the way they want to approach this game, and Alabama has the, uh, the personnel and the coaching to do it. Um, and obviously, we'll get to the picks in a little bit, but the, the thing that I like about this is even when that happened, this Georgia team stood up and said, nope, not going to happen. Um, now, getting to the fans. I've been saying for three months, four months, five months, six months that Georgia's gonna lose a football game. They, We are gonna have a time. And I don't think, I think the stakes are higher now because it is Alabama. It's in the SEC championship. And we're this close. For those of you not watching on your YouTube feed, I put my fingers close together. Um, the I'm laughing, but Sky, it's laughing because he didn't hit record on the YouTube feed. Yeah. And So, where are these emojis in the Sky coming from? <laughs> We're this close to a three-peat. and i I don't think I don't think it's provocative to say that if Georgia wins this game, they will win the next two. Um, I, I'm not I'm not willing to make that as an uh, as a prediction now, but there is really one other team that that f- frightens me some, and I don't know that they're going to make the playoffs. And that's Oregon. Um, there's one team that uh is built in Georgia's image. it ha- looks like they're doing things in that way, and that is that is Michigan. If, the, if Florida State hadn't lost their quarterback, I'd be a little nervous about them just because they're explosive. Yeah, probably only a little, though. but only a little. And then you know, uh, Texas question mark. Yeah. So I might be more worried
2: about Texas than Florida State.
0: Yeah, I think that's yeah. right. So really, what you're talking about is a game here against. Kirby Smart's former mentor, a fan base and a team that still hates him for some reason, um, for reasons, um, and against the the against the team that uh, when we beat them uh, almost two years ago in the national championship game, the entire narrative was and always had been Georgia can't get over this hump, and I think was right. If I think there will be Georgia fans. That if you lose this game, will absolutely go right back into that mindset, um, and in fact, that phantom Moon will have grown back,
2: and maybe not entirely, maybe like a little, like a little T Rex arm or something. <laughs> mm-hmm. But because I think that, like, you know, we're still—I uh, don't know about you guys—I still have like a whole bunch of two-time defending champion, two-time champion merchandise lying around my house that I probably won't throw away uh, if <laughs> nope. they lose this game. Nope, not a little bit. Uh, but you know, I do think that again. Listen, we all know Georgia's going to lose a game. I'd just rather it not be this one. (laughs) Like, I'd just rather it not be this one. For all the reasons that we've talked about all year, not just that it's Alabama, not just that they're going for a three-peat, but like, they will never be in a situation like this again as long as there is a 12-team playoff where if you go undefeated and lose in the SC Championship game, your your season is ostensibly over. Yeah, like it's that's just never going to gonna happen again. That will be the case next it's year. It's never going to happen again. So there's something about again. I, I think we joked about this uh, um, when. Uh, do you remember when on the Saturday Night Live 40th anniversary special, there's a moment where Jerry Seinfeld was taking questions from the audience, and Larry David stood up and he said, "Hey, remember we did that show together? That was great. We were and they're like you could never do a show like that together." Now I feel like we were the last helicopter at uh, the Denang or something. And I think what basically what they were trying to say was the idea that like. The culture has changed now. Like, no one's winning three in a row like this. Like, the playoff is too weird. playoff's going to be too weird. This is the, we've talked, the first thing I wrote when the season started, this is the last season of college football as you know it. Whether you like that or whether you don't like that, everything's changing. To, To get out, to start the new era of college football, to know that, you know what? When the last era ended, we dominated it. Like that was it like that, like, cause they're going to look like the schedule. We're going to look at the schedule cause the schedule just came out. Uh, we're going to look at that in a bit, but we already know they're at Alabama and at Texas and at Mississippi and playing Clemson Atlanta. I'd say they're probably going to lose one of those games. It's not going to run like this forever. There's, it's going to be harder. You can lose two of those games and still make the playoff next year. That's that a game like this in the regular season. It's just, or in the SC championship game, it's never going to happen again. It's never going to happen again. So I just as soon win it. I just as soon win it to, because I listen, we'd have to talk to our friend Adair or any of our other Alabama friends. I don't have any other Alabama friends. Um, But I think if they lose this game, I don't think anyone in Alabama is going to be like, oh, what a missed opportunity we had that year. That was our year, and we should have put that together. But Georgia fans are absolutely going to say that forever. And that's what I mean about the stakes being so high is the idea that like, we're all like, listen, we're all, it's nothing's going to erase the last few years. It's always going to be wonderful. But you really got a chance to do something truly, truly, truly special at the end of history, at the end of something that's never going to be the same again. It would really, really, really hurt. To lose this game, I have to say, would, I, I think I think it would be it wouldn't erase anything. It would all be wonderful. It would still be so much better than if they had never won a championship. But I mean, you're here,
0: <laughs> you're here, and to get
2: to get to this point and, and lose, I think would really hurt.
0: You know, I'm glad you brought up kind of the Alabama perspective here because I like to think there's a uh, three bros broadcasting from Tuscaloosa uh, since the last cigar was lit or something, whatever would be what called, um, where they're talking about what this means if Alabama loses. Think about this. If Alabama loses this game, it, it definitely, it definitely in, it, it cements Georgia as the class of the SEC. I, I would posit that they're now, there now. I'm just saying it definitely cements Georgia and Kirby Smart as the, as the tops in the SEC. Does it spell the end of the, of the Nick Saban? I'm, I'm not predicting he's going to retire, but does it spell the end? Would he retire? I, I mean, would he retire if they win? Um, I, think I think that's
2: that, almost a better question if they won the whole thing,
0: right? Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I, it's hard to imagine he would go out on not winning, but he also could look around like, and I'm, I'm, I'm Miss Terry. Yeah. Miss Terry needs me at the house, um, which gets me to some actual football analysis.
2: Oh, dude, we have to do that. I know,
0: right? So let's let's play a little. Let's 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 do a little role swapping. Let's consider. Well, let me call Alexa. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah. Oh, no, just just ask, if, ask, if ask if it's fine. Ask if it's fine. Sorry. 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 Uh, okay. sorry. Yeah. I'm I at least for a second. I'm getting consent. i talking about the game still. Okay, I'm getting yeah. consent. Um, assume for a minute Alabama was undefeated and was number one, two time national champion, and had scored more points than Georgia and held opponents to fewer points than Georgia. Assume that way for a minute. What's the line on this game? Ten points, twelve points, and oh, we have a direct analogy in two thousand nineteen. Two thousand nineteen, the the spread was almost fourteen points
1: and for LSU. For LSU. I'm
0: sorry, eighteen. Oh, it was 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 almost fourteen points. Right. So, i I want us. I, I I not us. I am going on the record saying that whatever it is about Alabama, the mystique or whatever it is, is dead. That's me. You do not have to take that. and I'm not telling someone else they have to. I could be wrong about this, but to me it's dead. I've been saying that for three years. Will you say that if Alabama wins? I think so, yes, because um, I guess it depends on how they win, right? I've, but,
1: I've watched Auburn basically run up and down the field on them, and even though that amazing play and give credit where credit's due on the 4th and 31. And they make that play, and every single person, including my daughter, is just gobsmacked, you know, and jaw dropped. I still, I don't feel that there's some air of invincibility. I feel like, well, they just got lucky, and they're not what they used to be. I, and, and you, I, you could see the camera on Saban during that play; it's he looked kind of, surprised. He looked like <laughs> he found a horseshoe.
0: He did. So, I, and I think you hit on something I'm saying there. And, well, I think what I would say to the to your question: Will I feel that way if Georgia loses this game? i don't i don't think so i don't i mean I understand the premise and i yeah. and i and I will grant there would be will be people that feel that and i'm not saying you're wrong for feeling that i'm just saying i won't and and let me tell you why i won't why has happened over the last twenty nine games is not a fluke no. in fact, I would posit that with the exception of twenty what's happened since the start of the two thousand and seventeen season is not a fluke great right um and A part of that not being a fluke has been Georgia and Kirby Smart passing Alabama and Nick Saban, not just in the SEC, but in the nation. And I think it will take more than uh, an SEC championship win by Alabama over Georgia for that to become the case.
2: Uh, And what I would argue is in this new world of college football that we're going to have next year, I think it's actually – remember we talked about baseball playoffs and I said the reason the baseball players are so weird and crazy is because crazy stuff happens when right, you have a bunch right. of teams Good in the analogy, playoffs. Yeah, because yeah. we're
1: we're upset because the Braves get bounced two years in a yeah. row because it's weird. Because it's weird because because
2: yeah. crazy stuff can happen when there's a bunch of teams in the playoffs. Right. Right. And I just think it's going to be so different, even the way we think about regular season and conference championship games. Like a lot, some of these conference championship games are going to feel like Georgia Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. Like they're going to be like, you know what? I'm just going to rest my guys. I'm just going to rest my guys. And I, I want to still win, but I need to not get these guys hurt because we're playing in a week and a half. Right, and And that's going to change the vibe of the regular season, maybe for the better, maybe for the worse. That's not really what I'm talking about right now. What I'm saying is it's going to be so different. And a game with this kind of stakes, with so much on the line, that's not a playoff game, they're just going to be so hard to find moving forward. Like next, like next year, next year, the difference between this game is Georgia's is the number one seed or they're hosting a game against Tulane or something like that's those, the states are just not going to be like this anymore. And so for me, I think that's going to not, it's not going to devalue championships, but it's going to devalue not winning, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think we're going to accept at a certain level, like Braves fans have and like Dodgers fans have and like, you know, I mean, the NFL's not entirely immune from this either. Uh, that you know what you're not gonna win every year you're not gonna win every year even if you're awesome even if you dominate even if you're the best it's weird stuff's gonna happen there's too many teams too many crazy things you're not gonna win every year winning one's gonna I would argue mean a little bit more now, I know people that's that's counterintuitive because there's more teams making the playoffs but I think it's no, gonna, it's not uh, I mean,
0: not counteruitive yeah, I
2: think it's gonna mean a little bit more to win one because you will have gone through more of a gauntlet and people are gonna look back and say Wow, how amazing that must have been. Just have to win two games and you win a championship. To close, That's another thing about the stakes in this game. To be able to win this and close that era and be like, wow, they did that. The end of that was three Georgia championships. Or two Georgia championships and one thing over Alabama one last time. And in that crazy Michigan year. Now, if they lose to Florida State the next round, fine. And all bets are off. But at a certain level, like... You know, this like that's what makes this game feel so big. Again, it doesn't feel as big as the national championship game against Alabama two years ago. I'm not saying
0: that. That was it. But those that's that's old paradise. We're in new paradise now. Mm-hmm. So okay, let me ask you a question. Let's assume Milrow does not complete that pass.
2: I I was thinking about the same thing.
0: Is Georgia in with a loss? Yes.
2: I think so. <laughs> I do. I do think so because yeah, I, Texas, I, 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 Texas is probably out at that point. Texas is like at that point. You are saying uh, Texas. I mean, you can right.
1: make. Yeah, I see where you are going. Yeah, like
2: you can maybe say Texas over Georgia because Alabama's not in. Right, not right. Not I think Alabama's
0: Alabama. not in. Although, although they were going to put Auburn in.
2: Which, yeah, but that was different. They were also rolling.
0: Yeah, and but yeah, but in and Alabama's two losses that year were to yeah. to to an Auburn team that was in. No, I'm sorry. Alabama, Auburn's two losses were to, oh, they'd beat Georgia and Alabama, yeah, and they'd also they, been very early. Like they lost, like to like number yeah, they lost eight, LSU, early early. and they were very yeah. early.
2: Okay. and so then they were just they were flying through, and they had beaten. They would have also beaten the two teams that they would have been competing for in the SEC yeah. very recently. Yeah. So you know, I think that I think if, if he doesn't complete that pass, I don't know how you justify. Put it, unless Georgia gets destroyed by Alabama. Yeah, which I don't moderate. think anybody thinks that's going to happen. No. Um, it, unless that happens, I don't know how you justify putting a Texas in over a Georgia. But you can justify putting a one-loss Texas over a one-loss Alabama, but you can't justify putting a one-loss Georgia over a one-loss Alabama. I think so that's that right. that's that's what I think happens. I think they're in...
0: Really, no matter
2: what happens, if he doesn't complete that pass, which just makes it that much more of a thing.
0: So, thinking about scenarios, uh, Will, you brought up the one that I keep thinking about is if uh, Oklahoma State beats Texas and Louisville beats Florida State. Mm. You think Georgia's in? Yeah. Regardless. Yes. Unless they get blown away. Unless they get blown away. Okay. So you think you think uh, Oregon avenging their loss does not put them in over Georgia? as a conference, I think Oregon's in. I okay, so, Oregon's in. so Michigan. Oregon. Oregon. Alabama. And Georgia. And Georgia. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess that's, yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, I did yeah. the math wrong. Yeah. Um, so it takes, and they're not going to not put in a 13-win undefeated Washington. So you're saying
1: Pac-12 goes regardless?
2: Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I think that's I think that's probably right. Yeah, I think whoever wins
2: that game is in. I, frankly, I think if Oregon wins, Knicks is going to win the Heisman. Oh, you, yeah. is it a battle for the
1: Heisman for between Penix and No, it's and no Daniels. Daniels. I think it's between Nick's and Daniels. Yeah, and if mm-hmm. Nick's wins, although I
0: guess if Penix shows out, uh, against, yeah, but he's just been a
1: little wobbly the last. Yeah. few... I mean, the whole team's been
2: wobbly the last yeah. few weeks. I mean, aren't they like seven point favorites? Oregon's like seven point. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, they're big favorites. So, um, but so that, that so yeah, so like that that's another thing to add to this, right? You talk about Alabama auburning Auburn, like that play. I'm talking about a play that goes down in history, like that play gets them, like their national championship games series are over. Like that play that we're all watching before we go into Bobby Dodd uh, uh, is, could be, it's why this game means so much. And listen, it's good. I think that, I also think in the the new system, we're going to miss, like we're going to look back at a game like this and be like, because there's going to be an underwhelming SEC championship game. And we're going to be like... Man, both these teams are going. This is like a glorified scrimmage, or like when what didn't this happen in 2020 when Ohio State and Michigan played each other right before this? No, this happened. This has happened with Oklahoma, Texas, is what this happened before. Where the, there has been a time where the teams they have played, played each back. other right before the league championship game. Oh,
0: that was, it was 06 Ohio. It was
1: no, almost uh, Auburn, Georgia, in 17. Yeah, so oh, like
2: at a certain level. It feels like a rest... Like A lot of these championship games, they're going to Well, rest the
0: 2018 game. SEC... I mean, 2021 SEC championship, Georgia-Alabama. Both those teams... I mean, it was a hard-fought game, but both those teams were in. Right, yeah. Uh, was Alabama... I don't remember what Alabama... Alabama
2: if Alabama would have lost, they would have not gone. They would not, have not. Okay, okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. So like, I think there's been a time where
2: there's been two undefeated teams going in and playing... I'll we'll have to get Chad on it, but there's been a I like I think you're just gonna see these league, these conference championship games. They'll mean less. They're gonna mean less. It'll, and it'll, we're gonna look back at a game like this and be like, oh, don't you miss the days? It'll mean
1: something to maybe say when the Big Twelve has two teams in their conference championship game with a bad loss and maybe a team with two losses and you're fighting to see who gets. 10 11 or 12 yeah
2: but that's the thing you're fighting over seating right. rather than whether right. you get in which is not seating is not nothing yeah but it's not this and
1: you're also going to see i mean the final four last year featured florida atlantic you're also going to potentially see a two lane get of in course. the final four of course because weird stuff can in that two
2: game stretch yeah so and that's that, that that so to me that's just adds the stakes to this more this would be a big deal obviously if this were to happen in any other year but the fact that it's the end of college football mm-hmm. this year as we know it and again, I, I I think sometimes when I say that it makes it sound like I and mean, then there's a nuclear holocaust and we never play football again. Like next year's going to be really fun. Like we're all going to have a good time. And it's going to be enjoyable. I can't, I'm excited to see how it turns out. But it won't be this. And it I won't would, be
1: this until you get to the final four. Or will, the, the only final time game. it will be
2: this will be the playoffs. Yeah, it'll be the only time. Or remember how much we spent last week? Be like, wow, that Missouri Tennessee game feels like a play in game for the tournament. But we didn't really treat it like a play-in. It was still like the fourth or fifth most interesting game that week. And like it's in a playoff-centric world, all that matters is everything else is just prep for playoffs, including the SEC Championship game.
0: Well, in thinking about what we're going to face, I think you've got to start talking about Jalen Milrow. Will, you alluded earlier to... um, him or Scott, you alluded earlier to him being benched in the South Florida game. Let's keep, keep in mind Alabama barely beat South Florida. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think that bears repeating. They barely beat South Florida. Um, obviously, that team's different now. The Tommy Reese finalist for the Boyles Award mm-hmm. and probably should be considering why he is milked out of an offense that for a long time looked like it was uh, paperclips and bubblegum. Um, but they are legit. And if you're a Georgia fan, what you're worried about is their running game. Right, uh, Georgia has shown propensity to give up big gash run plays. Uh, is not the the defensive uh, rushing defensive juggernaut it has been. They are merely pedestrian, like middle of the SEC, uh, still top forties ish in the nation, but certainly not top three or four in the nation. And
2: particularly prone to teams that have quarterbacks that can
0: run. And particularly prone to teams with quarterbacks that can run. Um, I'd look for alabama frankly to do exactly what georgia tech did and in missouri did which is uh try to exploit the edges with um um uh, bond and burton by the way our friend jermaine burton is mm-hmm. uh still starting receiver uh bond and burton on the corners on the getting outside on the edges uh to split the defense especially defensive backfield and then i um, uh, give Milrow an opportunity to run. You you have to you have to have a spy here. Not if it's fourth and thirty one. <laughs> not if it's fourth and thirty one. There's yeah. a school of thought that thinks spying doesn't work for him. uh and that's possible, right? I I, I don't. I, I don't think it'll be that simple. I don't think it'll be that simple. I don't think going will
2: land a spy on him. I think you'll see it sometimes. Yes, but I don't know if it's going to be a regular thing.
0: I'm glad you brought that up because I think what the way you get to them <laughs> is you show a lot of exotic fronts and you put. You basically put Rees in a situation where he's having to go deep in his playbook. Mm-hmm. You're, you're putting Rees in situations where you're having to call plays they haven't called in four, five, and six weeks because Georgia has a front that either confuses the blocking scheme, confuses the quarterback and the receiving scheme, or frankly, it's just that we don't we don't know what we're seeing in front of us and we're afraid to run it. Um, we're afraid to run the play we have called. Um, offensively— I that's one more question on yeah, defense. Yeah, yeah. What were we doing wrong that was making
2: Georgia Tech run like that? Like they were able to run pretty easily, I have to say, and, and not in a similar way than Auburn was able to do it.
0: We ran, we, we ran a a very very simple defensive front, and so
2: we're not right. just telling ourselves that.
0: No, no, no. I, okay. I, 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 here's the disappointing part to me is. Our defensive front, especially our defensive front three, got owned by their offensive line at yeah. times. That's concerning. Yeah. It's concerning. We'll not pretend otherwise. Yeah. Um, frankly, what I expect Alabama to do is come out and run the ball. Yeah. They're gonna try to run the ball. And I would. If I were if I were Alabama, absolutely. Yeah. I would run that football until until somebody on the Georgia team showed me that I can't. Um the good news is is Peyton Thorne looked okay throwing the football at times. I don't say that. I mean, they looked okay. They didn't look great, looked terrible, but it's Peyton Thorne. Um, And you certainly can, uh, at times, run on this Alabama team. Look, they're competent on defense. They're Alabama. Alabama. Their defense is not quite as good across the board as Georgia, but they are more consistent against the run than Georgia is. They're not as good against the pass as Georgia is. Um, But they are exploitable, especially if you have matchup problems because you have – and for my money, I think Bowers is back. I think Rara's back. I think, I mean, I think McConkie's back. I would hope so. So I think you just have matchup problems if you have all three of those guys in there because you basically have two over the middle possession receivers and Rara Thomas and Lovett and or Smith and or Rosemey Jack Saint.
1: Do you think that, the, that they've been inserting Arian Smith the past two weeks to kind of get some game tape on of, of him not running deep? Because he hasn't been thrown down the, on the fly pattern. Do you think they're playing the long game with him, or are they just getting him some, some game reps?
0: Well, he's already put his name in the transfer portal. Where's said he's going to if he hasn't? Um, I think what they're doing with him is trying to get him involved because of his game, his speed, and also build confidence back up with Carson.
1: Because if it weren't for him, Georgia doesn't beat Ohio State.
0: Oh, I agree. I don't I say this as a matter of objective fact, and I don't say this to to diss him at all. He's dropped catchable balls on deep uh, passes. Right, right. And if you're a quarterback, especially one that I personally think really, really relies on trust in his game and his receivers to feel comfortable in the passing game, you're scheming around that if you're an offensive coordinator. You're not asking your quarterback to look downfield and seeing him as your option. Um because the dude's super fast. If you don't, if you didn't notice, he he ran the the speed jet sweep that they've used Brock Bowers in before. That's a perfect use for, him. or Dylan Bell's done it too, right? That's a perfect use for him. Which gets to two wild cards here that I think Alabama's going to have a hard time counting for: Georgia's rushing game, particularly with Milton running the ball, um, and and the the ability of of Edwards to catch the ball in the backfield, and Dylan Bell. Um I think I'm gonna say a not a provocative thing, but it would have been very, very weird to hear in 2019 or 2018. Georgia has more and better skill players than Alabama. I
2: don't think there's any doubt about
0: it. Think about that. Yeah. Um uh, let's I, I don't think the quarterback position is a push, but let's call that a push. I think Georgia has <laughs> at least one better running back and probably two better running backs. Georgia has which is something
2: we didn't think at the beginning of this year.
0: That's right. I agree with, um, we also have a hybrid running back. That's also a hell of a receiver. Um, we have, I will grant that Burton is probably a better pure receiver than anybody Georgia has on their roster. Although I could, I could be convinced that's not the case because of Vlad McConkie. We have a better tight end than they have. We have uh, better edge threats than they have. And I think our offensive line's better. Um, the one place where I think we're not as good as they are is on the defensive line. I think they have a better defensive line. I think our backfield with the exception of one of the cornerbacks who is playing well, but not not as nearly as well as the other cornerback is. I, I wish we had Pops. I wish we had Dumas Johnson, but we don't. So we're going to have to go with, with Allen as a freshman. <coughs> um you asked me about Georgia Tech and what they did. I think they threw a lot of looks, blocking looks that confused Allen. Um, he showed the ability to mature through that in the Missouri game. I expect him to show the maturity to learn from last week and be able to do that this week. Um, I also think at a certain level, I mean, Georgia players are humans too. They saw that McConkie and
2: Bowers, and yeah, Brown were playing.
0: So I, t- I talked to I talked to a friend of mine, uh, a friend of the podcast. Corey Stern, who said he was sitting right behind the torture bench, he said they, those guys were loose. They didn't seem they were just like it was. It was a fun day in Atlanta for them. Yeah. Um, he said, as he put it, he said, if I'm sitting behind the bench and I see that Saturday afternoon, we'll probably leave a halftime yeah. because it, that means they're not ready. They're they're not taking this seriously. Um, now I'm not I'm not saying they didn't take that game seriously. I think they did, but I also think they went into that game thinking eh, it's short Tech.
2: And for what it's worth. We all did. And <laughs> for the record, I, like the yeah, score. Yeah, but I was, didn't play. Yeah, the, score, the score was closer than we would have liked it to have been, but like, I don't
1: think anyone. If it weren't for that bad call on Oh no, I never friends, thought I don't think anyone was is. ever actually worried. In no, that should have. That, they were about to go up 22. <laughs>
0: That had every that had every potential to be uh, a seventeen point win. Yeah. Every potential, yeah. um, you know they they scored on a thirty seven yard drive off a fumble on Georgia's second play from scrimmage, uh, and then at the minimum you take away three points uh, and probably seven points um, when you take
1: uh, now, that, you know, the center. The center was two. St- the he center was...
0: was two steps past the line of scrimmage. You can make that call every, every single, single play. play. Yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, and again, I'm not, I'm not alibying for that by any stretch imagination. Right. But Bill Conley's stats bore that out. That was a yeah. 97.2% yeah. Georgia win. Um, and I, I, that's higher than I thought it was going to be. But certainly in the range, I thought it was going to be. Because what I saw on the field is Georgia was, with, with the exception of two drives where they were able to run the football really yeah. well and a couple of other running plays, I think Georgia handled them, certainly handled them when we had the ball.
1: So does Georgia? Well, I'm not going to say does Georgia beat Alabama, but does what happens if Georgia has two turnovers that turn into 14 points against Alabama? Because we hadn't seen that. That's one thing that shocked me. Was you know first drive of the game we put on the ground, they put seven on the board, and then like I just said, the the ineligible man downfield, and then next thing you know, you throw a pick, and they drop drive 20, 75 yards for. Touchdown. I mean, that was shocking to me because it's just they weren't playing their game. And that's the thing. I think what, what we usually do is we talk about what has to happen for Georgia to lose. And, yeah, if they're going to turn it over twice and give up 14 points of, or turnovers, this is not looking good.
0: Unless it's the first score of the game, you're right. Because <laughs> right we right. know they're going to give up that.
2: Yeah. Can we, uh, I'd like to stop that, though. Like, I feel like it, it wouldn't hurt my time, feelings. It would not hurt my feelings if
0: they stopped that. Although our, we're so damn superstitious. We'd we'll be like, oh, my God. We didn't we yeah. we scored first we're going to lose um all told I would just think let's uh,
2: just let Let's I, score I, 0 I'm old fashioned in this way I'd rather the <laughs> score be zero zero. get than off my we'll, get off my sorry my, my, my new my my old world ways
1: uh kind of make What's me the crowd going to be like how many bama fans are or are they are they are they charged up to go buy tickets and come back to Atlanta? or I,
0: I don't know. I mean, I've been on the secondary market looking at tickets because I'm I'm in the market for a single. Um, there are more tickets on the Georgia side than there are on the Alabama side, at least right now. Um, but the price is not outrageous. I mean, it's high, but it's not. Um, it's not what it was in 18. The first, no, right. no. That, 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 that that's was a that that $600, $700 ticket, right? To,
2: to this day, it's the most expensive sporting event I've ever gone
0: to. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're running high 300s right now, and i expect that number to fall a little bit. Um, I think, I don't know. Both these teams have both been here. Yeah. uh, Although Alabama didn't last year. (laughs) um, Have have been here so much recently. um, And the fact that both fan bases are an easy drive to Atlanta in a way that you... I mean, you can get there with fairly minimal investment. I don't know that the crowd's going to be a factor, yeah. right? If this were, I mean, LSU is not a good example because they're crazy as hell. Um,
1: and you can't use Ole Miss because they'd never been, and they right, would have packed right. the place. Probably,
0: you know, probably the closest analogy I can think of will be Georgia-Auburn Auburn, in yeah. 17, um, where both teams were just, oh, we're, we're in this game, are we? Yeah. Um in a way that, and, and, and keep in mind, um, both both fan bases are looking at potential future uh, potential future travel. I mean, look, if Alabama wins this game, they might not they might not get the pick of where they get to go to. Um,
1: so it's either know, sugar or rose, sugar or rose,
0: right? And the way this work is, the number one team, if if Alabama. Beat Georgia is probably going to be Michigan, mm-hmm. uh, which means I can't imagine they wouldn't pick the Rose Bowl. That's impo- almost impossible to imagine, right? Uh, they certainly uh, should. Yeah. So, but who's number two? Alabama's currently eighth. Yeah. I mean, I, I for for my money, I think <laughs> Alabama makes the playoff if they beat Georgia. I think they go probably. I think they're probably three. I think they probably go to third, but they don't get to pick the bowl game. So uh, there's a possibility they're going to be fourth, playing Michigan in the Rose Bowl. Um. So, you know, you have to look at that as a possibility of So if,
1: if Alabama wins and those weird things happen, Alabama's three and Georgia's four.
0: Yeah. I, I think, think
2: that's right. Yeah. I think it'd be Michigan, yeah. George. We'll be going to the
0: Rose Bowl. Georgia and the Roosevelt yeah. yeah. And trust me, the college football playoff people and their television partners would love, 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 love that. Oh they gosh. would love that remake. Michigan, package. Georgia and the Rose Bowl,
2: Alabama, yeah. Oregon and the Sugar Bowl. Or like Alabama that. FSU. Yeah. Right. Um, no, that we're going with the idea that Georgia would lose, that FSC would lose. Right? Oh, okay, that's okay. The game. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, that's yeah. <coughs> so, I mean, but those are those are Sunday morning problems right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Yes. I do, uh, Scott, want to thank Ryan Strickland yeah. for his sponsorship, the
1: Strickland firm. It's been a long season for it's him. It's been a
0: long season where he's getting some bonus podcasts. Not that he
1: doesn't deserve it. Actually, for- he's not because we chose not to. To podcast during the off week, and that was in the contract that we would do a podcast during the off week. And so we just tacked one on the end.
2: You're welcome, Scott. we are so, welcome, Brian. Ryan. Will he be here when we do a bowl preview?
1: I don't know. It's, I need to reach out to him and see his availability. Yeah. yeah I mean, he, is he is in Marietta.
0: He is in Marietta, but yeah. He, he also, you know, he may be listening. Yeah, How's it could going? be Listen, Just going, just pick up the phone and call us if you're listening. We're waiting. Yeah, Lines I, I are a open. You can
2: call from outside of Georgia or the number <laughs> that you can call when you're inside Georgia.
0: That number, by the way, if you need to reach Ryan at the Strickland Firms, 844-GA-JUSTICE, or you can find him on the internet at com. We appreciate uh, the Strickland Firms' sponsorship of this season of the Wait and Sis Last Saturday podcast. If you've been injured, give Ryan Strickland a call. He's a damn good dog. Don't
1: call those other guys you see on TV. Yeah. Super annoying guys. Because, they yeah. are hucksters. They yeah. are. They are not charlatans. Yeah, they're not sponsors. Call and, Ryan. I mean, and here's call the thing. Ryan. I'm not going to call that guy that looks really swollen and and everything the the the, the large guy yeah. you know, that says we're bigger and everything because I see him all the time and he drives me crazy. If I really need someone, I'm going to call a damn good dog. I'm going to call Ryan Strickland yes. at eight four
0: four GA Justice. Right. Well, guys, what well, else is going on? We what's what's Br- Brittany doing
1: with her <laughs> life? <laughs> It's not great. I don't it's, know. But guys, I know okay. It still seems fine. Let, seem let, me,
0: let, me, let me just say this. I'm not predicting. I'm not making a prediction yet about Georgia-Alabama. But if we lose this game, Brittany survived 2007, we will, survive we will survive this. We will survive this. We will survive this. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll just be different. It'll be different. So, I assume Scott has plenty I, of Georgia-Alabama history. I
1: have stuff. Yeah, yeah I, have. I have stuff. The first thing I'm going to do is go to my bookmarks on Twitter. Because the poor man, uh, Game Notes, uh, tweeted something out about the an man. hour ago, or X'd something out about an hour ago, which I, I found very interesting. With a win Saturday, UGA would break Alabama's streak of being number one at some point in the season, every season going back to 2008.
0: Wow. Lots of stake here, guys.
1: And then he, I, just, uh,
0: I still don't think they'll be number one. Unless they win the whole thing.
1: Sure, sure. But it would definitely break the streak. Definitely break the streak. So he's right. Um, Another thing that um, the Spike Squad tweeted uh, yesterday, he says, could y'all imagine, I I guess he's uh, talking about next year in the 12-game playoff. Or it could be she. Yeah, yeah, he or she. Um, He says, could y'all imagine a world where we get a playoff game versus Florida in Sanford Stadium? (gasps) (gasps) Because that's the type of weird stuff that could happen. If everything falls
0: correctly. well, I mean, I, so I'm glad they brought that up because we were my kids and I, uh, or my, my, my family, my wife and kids, and I were talking about next year. Uh, because Kristen, my wife's trying to get her head around, it's like, so next year there will be playoff games the weekend after championship weekend. It's like, there will be. Mm-hmm. And will they be in ball games? No, they will be at home sites. She's saying, she's so her, her direct quote is like, so are you saying there is a possibility that we could be playing Ohio State in Columbus dis- mid December next year? She's like, I was like, yes. She's like, would you go? I said, yes, I would go. Absolutely, I would go. I love freezing my ass off and being yelled at by people in sweatshirts. So um, yeah, that's that's the I thing that's happening. I don't
1: think we're. I don't think we realize how amazing this time next year. Would say Georgia has one loss, maybe two losses, but they've had a good enough season and a strong strength of schedule where they're either ranked fifth, sixth, seventh, or eighth. Where they're hosting, we're, we're yeah. talking about hosting. Who a are team. we going to play in Sanford Stadium? Like next the
0: weekend before Christmas? Weekend, yeah,
1: or yeah, week. yeah, yeah, in two too. weeks.
0: Gosh, it's extra, it's extra tailgate. Extra what tailgate. you just told me is extra tailgate. So,
2: so uh, Stu, Stu Randall uh, does this really well every week for The Athletic. He has not updated it this week, but he always does the look of what the playoff would look like. Okay. Cool. Uh, and it, the first game, because can remember, because when you think of the TV schedule, it also has to work around the NFL. Because mm-hmm. the NFL also has its stuff going on, particularly as you get a little later. So, uh, the first game, this is before last week, it would be uh, Friday night. There's a Friday night game on December 19th. Uh. And then there's three games on Saturday. Friday night game, 7.30, and then noon, 4, and 8. Wow. On Saturday, December December 20th. (laughs) Then you get, then we go to the quarterfinals. One game on New Year's Eve at 7.30. And these are in bowls, the quarterfinals? Fiesta Bowl. Okay. Fiesta Bowl. And then on New Year's Day, Peach Bowl at 1, Rose Bowl at 5, Sugar Bowl at 8.45. Then you have a week. Then you have the semifinals, January, Thursday, January 9th. It's a lot of football. One game at seven thirty, another game the next night at seven thirty, because you want to avoid that's an NFL wild card weekend, weekend, so you yeah. got to stay away from that. And the national championship game is essentially
1: like a week later than
2: yes, so it's Otherwise, like the
0: week before the uh, Super Bowl. So really, the before the conference championship. Okay.
1: So also thinking about pro <laughs> forma for next year. If we're in the same situation next year, Georgia's the one seed, and we're basically talking about okay, if we lose. We're going to be in Sanford Stadium. We will host a game. Hosting yeah. uh, whoever the tw- Oklahoma State because they upset Texas or something like that. Yeah. It's yeah.
2: Quite, I, I again, it will be fun. Like sure. I don't like yeah. I've made I'm very much on record saying
1: I don't Steaks like are the direction though. I don't like the direction of college
2: football is going in this stuff, but it will be undeniably fun, but it will be different. The baseball playoffs are also fun. I don't think anyone would say, well, the baseball playoffs always make sure to make to champion the best team every single Right. Right. Year. The same with the Super Bowl. Super Bowl, like people talk about, like wow, there's giant Super Bowls over the Patriots. Like the Giants were like a five seed one of those years. Like no one remembers that now because they didn't win the championship. But All like the Falcons have to do is keep winning. Exactly. I, I mean, I, I I played my little NFL playoff simulator predictor. They're a four seed right now. Yeah. So yeah, they'd um, be
1: hosting Dallas. it would <laughs> <laughs> <they'd> be fine.
2: <laughs> um, At
0: seven and nine <laughs> or seven and that's ten. that's how
2: the Arizona right. Cardinals got the Super Bowl. So uh, it happens. But yeah, so I think I think it, it is. Now, they'd be the Falcons a the year. They did that actually. Um, so yeah, so it's just different. It's just different, and this this feels like again the last
0: SEC championship game the way that we know it. So we're currently recording on eight o'clock on Monday evening. Mm-hmm. Did y'all tell me that Georgia's schedule got released? Oh, oh yeah. while we're
1: here, it did and you don't? Okay, so
0: the only one I know is Alabama next year on September twenty eighth. Okay, yeah, okay so. and well, of course I know we're playing uh, Clemson first okay, game. Uh, would you like to hear it? I would like
1: that. How are you going to deliver it? You're just going to lay it on us. Dun, dun. We'll Don't let Tony react.
2: Okay, let's see. Uh, I have to say, the ESPN app is terrible. terrible. It's not great. Terrible. It's terrible. It Unless trying you respond. Oh, so, so, no. So, for the record, the entire schedule has not. Okay. okay. We just got the alert that that game was on, according to sources, to Chris Lowe's sources. That game will be
0: September 28th in Tuscaloosa. In Tuscaloosa.
2: I, it certainly sounds like they they this as another way to get excited about this weekend's game. Well, but it will Chris, actually yeah. Chris
0: Lowe has it. Yeah, yeah, ESPN. ESPN called him and said, "Drive over to Bristol, please." Texas Texas A and M is on November thirtieth. Okay. In College Station, LSU
2: Texas A and M will be October twenty sixth. Georgia traveling to Texas is. Are you ready? I'm waiting. October nineteenth. So about three weeks after Bama. October nineteenth, Oklahoma. So gets, the, yeah, presumably
0: Georgia. the weekend before the bye week for Georgia Florida. Uh,
2: yeah.
0: If they keep Georgia Florida the same weekend.
2: Did they ever, they ever play Georgia Florida that late in the November?
0: No, you said October nineteenth.
2: October nineteenth. So would they play on the twenty sixth, or would
1: they play November? Would they play they play it November second or third? Okay, yeah. So it wouldn't yeah. be the twenty sixth. Okay.
0: Yeah. Well, I don't know. Shit. Yeah, that's no, possible.
1: They'll have the, they'll, the. That's what they'll do.
0: Yeah. Oh boy.
2: So right, right, I don't around, like all this. Right around Election Day. I mean, it's nice and calm next everything year. Everything could be easy. Um, Oklahoma will make its SEC debut against Tennessee on September 21st in Norman. Uh, Josh Heupel going to his all Oh,
1: that's <laughs> yeah, going to be great. Uh,
2: here, are the, here are the notable SEC matchups. I'm just going to read them off. Uh, this is all we have so far. August 31st, Miami at Florida and Notre Dame at Texas A&M. Okay. And also Georgia against Clemson. Yes. September 14th, Texas A&M at Florida. Okay. September 21st, Tennessee at Oklahoma. September 28th, Georgia at Alabama. October 19th, the same day Georgia is at Texas, Alabama is at Tennessee. LSU at Texas A&M is October 26th. Alabama LSU is November 9th. So I'm going to guess you're right, November 2nd. Yeah. It would have to be when that is, yeah. Uh, when uh, Georgia-Florida is. Texas and Arkansas on November 16th. Mm-hmm. Alabama at Oklahoma, November 23rd. That's late. And then uh, November 30th, which is Thanksgiving weekend, Texas at Texas A&M. That's yeah, back. Yeah. On Thanksgiving weekend, which will be
0: really boring. I didn't hear Vanderbilt in there. I didn't mention Vanderbilt. No Missouri
1: in there. Mm. Auburn. No, uh, no, South
0: Auburn, Carolina. Auburn didn't
2: no. get, didn't get there.
1: So this comes from... The full schedule will be out next month. This this comes from the Dr. SEC. Very good follow on Twitter. He says, perhaps the most impressive part about UGA's streak. So as we know, Georgia's (laughs) won 29 in a row. He says, did you know, out of the last 39 regular season games, Georgia has been in a position where only four games, four out of 39, could have turned the other way on the final possession in a one-score game? 2020 Mississippi State... They won 31-24. 2020 doesn't count. 2021, Clemson won 10-3. 2022, Missouri, Mm -hmm. 26-22. And then 2023, Auburn, 27-20. Equally impressive, Georgia has only been within one possession on the final play four times during their 29-game overall win streak. Clemson, 2021. Missouri, 2022. Ohio State, 2022. And Auburn, 2023. You read that correctly. 35 of the last 39 Georgia games were decided by more than a touchdown, and 25 of their 29 games overall have also been decided by more than one touchdown. I think that's why we got a little bit weirded out with the Tech <laughs> game and how it ended last week. We're just not used to it.
0: Not used to it. No, get used to it. Yeah, I would say, we're in yeah, the playoffs now. Yeah, so. yeah, get used to it. I mean, look, for all, all intents and purposes, it's a quarterfinal game. I mean, there are paths. <laughs> there are paths. But it's so, a quarterfinal. This yep.
2: was something that Drink, Seth them mentioned in his piece this week. What team that's left that Georgia could potentially play, including Alabama, scares you the most? His argument was Alabama. He it, basically he said that like Georgia has not lost a game or almost lost a game against. A team of, like, it's Ari Wasserman always says this, like, it's just stars, stars. Well, he's got a quote, stars mean wins or stars mm-hmm. or whatever. He basically is saying that the better you recruit, the better you win. And he basically, there are three teams that are recruiting at the top, 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 top level Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State. Those are the three teams at the absolute top shelf. What have been the scariest games <clears throat> for Georgia for the those, last those three games, years? Yeah. Alabama and Ohio State. Yeah. I still feel like that. Ohio, I almost feel like that Ohio State game last year was, mm. like, that's the one Georgia win of these 29 where I'm
0: like, oh, my God, I cannot believe we won that game. Right. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and, and that's the
0: only one. Well, the national championship game in 21. but it's also Yeah.
2: Yeah. Good. But, I mean, that was exciting. But I, yeah. I, 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 like, you feel like, oh, well, we're better. We won. This yeah. is happening. Yeah. I guess so. but but actually, like, Ohio, I I, What I mean is, like, I cannot, like, we did not deserve to win that game. That team was probably better than us. I can't believe we won. Um, which is not a feeling that we are going to really have against any other team other than Alabama and Ohio State. So he made the argument. He's a, He went team by team of the teams. Like Florida State, no one's really scared by Florida State. Yeah, I frankly would not be that scared of Florida State if they had not lost the quarterback, to be honest. Um Ohio, um, I don't think anyone's too scared. Texas, maybe, but I don't think they're too terrifying. Washington, I don't think you should be scared of at all right now. Agreed. Or and, and his argument is basically the teams you'd be scared of would be Oregon or Michigan. And he argued Oregon is scarier than Michigan. Oh, and I it, agree. Because this is always the argument. Michigan is trying to do what Georgia does, except mm-hmm. without Georgia's recruits. Oregon is doing something different in a way that is potentially dangerous. But of all those teams, and Ohio State's not making the playoffs. Yeah. And so if you go by the, the Wasserman rule,
1: the team to be scared of is the team that playing Saturday. So this is um, the fourth time in four calendar years, calendar years, that Georgia and Alabama have played. Mm-hmm. The 2020 regular season. Mm-hmm. The 2021 SEC Championship game. That was a
0: bad Stetson game, brother. A bad Stetson. A very period. bad Stetson game. Well, it was a very good Stetson game until it wasn't. Until
1: it was really, really bad. The 2022 National Championship game. The 2023 SEC Championship game. This is the first time that Georgia and Alabama have played four consecutive calendar years since 62, 63, 64, and 65. The Dogs are three and seven in the last 10 matchups versus Alabama, including those 10 matchups there's been three SEC championship games and two national championship games the SEC championship game here is a um, a question when was the last time this game did not feature Alabama or Georgia
2: the SEC championship
1: game SEC, SEC championship game
2: um okay let's go through that the year the last time the Georgia did not make it which the, was the Florida year but that was Alabama mm-hmm uh so they made every year until that the year before
0: was florida
2: alabama it's a good question
0: uh there's a south carolina no missouri and auburn year that would have been 13 that would have been probably
2: what was
1: it yeah i think that's it did you look that up? No, or you just have a no. crazy I've, brain. I think no. That. I was just—I was trying to think. Of the last correct. time it
0: was yeah. at Georgia, or, yeah. Auburn, I mean, Missouri. It was not Alabama, yeah. Because um, they won the national championship that year, right? Auburn did. Yeah. Yeah, not Missouri. No. <laughs> yeah, that was Cam Newton. Yeah. yeah.
1: Georgia has won 29 games in a row. That's been established. This ranks ninth all time in FBS. Other teams to accomplish a 29-game win streak are Michigan from 1901 to 1903. Doesn't count. It was spoiled by Minnesota with a tie. Florida State from 2012 to 2014, spoiled by Oregon. Clemson had a 29-game win streak from 2018 to 2019, spoiled by LSU. Miami had a 29-game win streak from 1990 to 1992, spoiled by Alabama. Alabama. I remember that was the game where Antonio Langham stripped the ball. Yeah, it uh, was national
0: championship. Yeah, Sugar national championship right?
1: game. Yep. Uh, Texas had a 30-game win streak. They're the next one on the list. From 1968 to 1970, spoiled by Notre Dame. And in Georgia, let's see, how did I write? I'm having, the reason why I pause sometimes is I write these potentially a day ago, and then I don't remember the prose I wrote them in. So, um,
0: okay, Here's, it's, come,
1: it's come to me. Uh, so, I'm, it's just because I keep repeating, Georgia has a 29-game 29, 29 win streak. So, Georgia has a 29-game win streak. At the beginning of the season, Georgia had a 17-game win streak with two national championships. Washington currently has a 19-game winning streak, and they all they have to their credit is a 2022 Alamo Bowl, bowl victory over Texas.
0: <laughs> it's all
2: about sequencing.
1: Florida State has currently has an 18-game win streak, and they have a 2022 Cheez-It Bowl win over Oklahoma. So, that just kind of reinforces how good we have it right now or have had it with this win streak. The fact that our win streak, even at 18 games or 17 games, had two national championships and Florida State's raising the Cheese it Ball <coughs> trophy. Of course, it's
2: also worth noting that
1: the one game that—because what's,
2: what's the win streak if they win the 2021—
1: It's like 43.
2: or it's something? Bunch, yeah. So, like, and that, and for, that loss costs them nothing. Right. <laughs> the loss actually so we're, cost them nothing.
0: 29, 30, it would be 39, <laughs> right? It would be South Carolina, right? Oh, God. No. I
2: oh, was no, thinking no, Alabama no.
1: 2021. 20, no. No, I'm, yeah. I'm saying take that loss out. Oh, wow. No, I don't know. It would be a lot, like 43 or something like that. That's what I'm saying. They'd be they'd be touching Oklahoma's all time record.
2: If they had not lost that game, that cost them nothing.
1: Right, 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 right. <laughs> there you go. Um, so if. Uh, and this is my last question. If Georgia loses Saturday, or not question, this is my assumption, look for them to be in the Cotton Bowl or Fiesta Bowl. Would you agree with that, Tony? If they did, if, if things don't right. break our way, right. I would think they would be in the Cotton Bowl or Fiesta or Peach Bowl versus uh, – I, I think they'd put them in the Peach Bowl. Peach Bowl
0: versus Tulane, I'd guess.
1: Florida State or Penn State, Oregon or Washington, losers of those games. I'm just spitballing here. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, could you see them –
2: for in Ohio State, I could see them putting Ohio State against them.
1: Maybe. That makes a certain amount of You know, of sense. one of the bowl projections is LSU, Notre Dame, and the Gator Bowl.
2: Okay. <laughs> Brian <laughs> Kelly. I
1: like it. Yeah. That would be something that else. That's my I
2: official think. prediction. If Georgia does not make the playoff, I bet they play Ohio State.
1: That'd be cool. Yeah. I bet that's... How bet, many opt-outs it's... would both teams have? A lot. <laughs> a lot. Yeah. Yeah, a lot. Uh, and then finally, I did see that there's a new bowl sponsor, uh, the Pop-Tart Bowl. Mm-hmm. They're going to have the first edible mascot. The mascot first off all mascots are edible if you just try hard enough <laughs> the mascot is going to be edible and the winning team will get to eat the mascot <laughs> <laughs> a pop tart it's going to be a I guy I think this is called a <laughs> <the> furry ball <bowl. laughs> that's actually what this is called I read that on the internet today and it must be true <laughs> you should call Alexa again <laughs> <Yeah>. um. <laughs> furries haha <laughs> All right, you want to get into the Passion Autos?
0: Yeah, let's do Passion Autos Pick'em uh, contest. contest. Uh, you need a car? Call my friends Robbie and Scott Passion. Autos. I mean, they're my friends too. They're I Scott's them. friends I well. too. I Will don't does know not know that, they're but respect the hell of the anime, out of them. Yeah, just yes. friends yeah. yeah.
1: So if you're if you're in the market, Wherever, for where I find them? A car? Uh, they're, they're in Watkinsville, okay. but they are online as well. Um, I did see on their social media uh, they had uh, in their garage. You know, I guess you. What do you, you you jack the trucks up, right? They had a Hummer H2 that they're beginning to or waiting to release to the masses remember those things that used to see it they used to be ubiquitous on the road that was
2: like the big arnold Schwarzenegger, the huge yeah.
1: hummer h2 not the hummer h3 yeah. that they slimmed it down this is the tiny. mega this feels
2: like the one when like when our kids have to our grandkids have to move to mars and they'll be like remember back in the year 2004 when people were driving this monster this is why we have to four move to miles mars. per
1: gallon yes, yes. yeah they also uh, had a
0: Ford Escape or two, so it's Yeah, fine. They, they
1: sold a Forerunner, but they're great guys. Uh, they're located in Watkinsville. You can go to passionautosllc.com or follow them on Instagram at Autos underscore Oconee. And now we are going to get to the picks, but first we will get to our standings. I don't
2: want to get in the stands this week because I, I took a lot of risks to make a good move and it didn't work.
1: And you heard him last week. He was uh, sitting 14th or something yeah. and you were trying to... Just a make play. a
2: run for first, right? The, the, what's what's the Ricky Bobby? I think the Ricky Bobby if, line. If
1: you're not first, you're last. If, yes, exactly. Yeah. So we have a new first place uh, team. Panic Dog overtook Alaro. Alaro is only one point behind. So, uh, but uh, also tied for second is not for nothing. And K Dubs is also Katie tied Waller for second. Waller up there mm. second. Um, And and coming on strong, uh, Scott is handsome, and mm. Tony and Will are cute too. Yes. In fifth place. <laughs> Flattery will get you everywhere uh let's see let's, let's shout out some names that we and i did get a nice uh thank you tweet from shan last week uh for for calling him out so uh if i see your name again shan i might call you up will leach is 17th place
2: let's oh, only did, fall three spots
1: that's not too far. bad um, not too let's bad. call out some names we haven't yet uh dog and austin we'll be seeing them next year uh they're in 16th place uh bring back irk 21st place that's a good name he did um That's another one. Natty in 21 and 22. That's a good name. 32nd place. Kansas City Boozers. 28th place. Uh, As I continue to scroll, uh, Sassy Patalones. 50th place. (laughs) Some of these names are awesome. Uh, St. Paul Dog. Paul like Paul Feinbaum, uh, as you would be uh, shouting his name. uh, 69th place. Nice. Uh, Van Gorder's Mustache. Also 69th place. Nice. And then uh, I'm in 96, which is good because I've been in nice triple backwards. digits. I am actually in front of Tony Waller, who's in 99th place. Nice. Minus 30. So. <laughs> 530. Uh, <laughs> uh,
0: am I? I'm leaning up the rear now? Wow. That's speaking. Of, yeah. It's a weird place for me to be in behind <laughs> in the back. Yeah. Um,
1: you want to make some picks? Where, where's
0: Where's Where's William Leach on there? Where's William Leach the goat on there?
1: He was like in 111 yeah, or one twelfth. Yeah. Mm, William Leach the goat. Sorry, William, not the goat. He's a great broadcaster, just not a very good picker. For the
2: record, I mentioned this on the on the on the post game show, but when uh, we were went up again, we were about to go in the stadium and watching the Milro play and the the very nice guys. Uh, I was impressed by how young and cool they were. Mm-hmm. I always assume that all of our listeners are, you know, as. Not as young, but still quite cool as we are, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed that we had young, handsome bros out on the town
0: with Riz. Listening. Yeah, they
2: had some Riz. They had some real Riz to them. Way to go, guys! Would it would it have been cringe if I would have complimented them on their Riz at Probably. that point? <laughs> Probably, but I'm doing it behind the the, the safety of this microphone. To say, that I enjoyed that There were like good, cool, young bros out on the town that were enjoying the show, and they. Shut they're them. not street toughs. They're not those street toughs. That's uh, what they're they, like they were awesome dudes, and uh, and they and William was delighted that they shouted him out uh, on the show. I'm not letting him back again, but he's gonna dine out on that for for a long time.
1: He should. He should. He should. All right, on Friday night we've got the. Lobo. No, not the Lobos. Um the Aggies of New yes. Mexico State. Uh the ten and two Aggies who had a big win last week as well. Who never they beat? Never forget. They oh, beat they beat Auburn. Jacksonville State. They beat Auburn too. They beat Auburn. They beat so Auburn. They're
0: almost Alabama
1: State champions. They uh they play Liberty. Liberty is undefeated, quietly undefeated. Yeah. Uh, is this a home game for Liberty or is this at a neutral site? Don't it's, probably, know. it's probably a home game. Okay. Yes, it's probably a home so game. So we've got a ten and two Aggies versus uh Liberty Flames? Is Aggies. That what it is? Okay. Aggies all day. They're on a hot streak.
2: This game is in uh, Williams Stadium, Virginia, which I believe is where Liberty, Liberty is based.
1: Um, uh, Lynchburg. Lynchburg, yes. Yes. Um, I'm taking Liberty in this game. So Hugh Freeze coached at Liberty last year, and I, I heard the report that New Mexico State, State beat Liberty last year. They did. And so they, then they beat Hugh Freeze at Auburn, and now they're playing Liberty again without Hugh Freeze. If Hugh Freeze is there, I'm going to pick Liberty.
0: That's good logic. By the way, uh, just so everyone knows, this will be the last week of the pick'ems. ems mm-hmm. uh, But we will do a bowl pick'em. I'll get that set mm-hmm. up by the time bowls start, I guess, next Tuesday. I don't know when bowls yeah. start. <laughs> they start soon, though. Uh, we will not pick— The first uh, bowl is—the um, like, first bowl—go like, oh, I keep talking. About it's them. like December 16th or something like yeah. that. Uh, we will not do any games that happen next week, including Army-Navy— Sorry, but uh, it's, uh, you got to end this thing at some point. <laughs> here,
2: here are the six bowls on December
0: 16th, by the way. Um, the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Uh-huh, nice. Which is actually Myrtle Beach. Mm-hmm. It's 11 a.m. Yeah, baby. Uh, the, All you know, good things happen at Myrtle Beach at 11 a.m. The
2: r Carriers Bowl, which is at the Superdome. That's at the Superdome. Uh, but, which, by the way, is what the Super Bowl is the year after this next one. So hopefully they'll be able to keep the power on this day. Uh, the <laughs> uh, avocados from Mexico. Oh, Cure Great Bowl. commercials. Great the Cure Bowl.
0: Bowl that's in um, where's that one? That is in uh, Why is that uh, Miami, uh,
2: Orlando, Orlando. Close. Then there's the azleta I use the appropriate accent there. New Mexico Bowl in Albuquerque, <laughs> Albuquerque. home of the famous uh, Weird Al song. Uh, the L.A. Bowl, which is at SoFi Stadium, which is L.A. When, and then the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl, oh, yeah. which is in Shreveport, Louisiana, and the, then bowl the season snowball. Is upon us. Oh yeah! And then after that is the famous Toastery Bowl, which is not to be confused with the Pop Tart Bowl. Okay. okay, I just can't wait to see the Pop Tart
0: Bowl. When is that? You, you is just the can't wait to see the. You can't wait to see. I mean, get I'm,
1: I'm in for the Duke's Mayo Bowl and the Pop Tart Bowl. I um, like where this is going. Pop tarts Bowl is at, on December twenty eighth.
2: 545.
1: Perfect. Do you know where the Pop
0: Tots bowl is? I don't know. It's where it? the mascot gets eaten. Mm-hmm. It's just again, all
2: mascots are edible if you really <laughs> dedicate yourself to it. Uh it is 545 in Orlando. In Orlando is where the
1: Pop Tots By the way, I went to the um Georgia basketball game on uh Friday <laughs> night and you saw you Brian Leach on the jumper truck? I saw Brian Leach. Uh actually it was Walker that t- that tapped me on the shoulder. He was like, Hey, I think Will's dad's sitting up there in the you know the bleachers. they was yeah. off to the. He was the up Brian by himself. Yeah, he was up by himself. himself. He's having a good time. He was time. wondering where you were. I was like, I think Brian's just here by himself. Yeah, he's just went by himself. Um, he can't sit in the house with them. They they were by themselves for Thanksgiving. He can't sit. Oh can't yeah, sit in the house that yeah, that year. makes yeah. sense. Um, but the what was I going to say? I'll play a game. I wasn't going to just talk about Brian. He was he was also in my story, but I was at, you were the, at the basketball game. I was at the basketball game.
0: There were pop tarts being eaten.
1: There were not pop tarts being eaten. Someone, Someone ate Spike the volleyball mascot. God, damn it. I forg- I have no idea. I was it's gonna. My fault. I
2: interrupted you. So it's no, no,
1: fault. it's fine. I was. Uh, oh no, mascot! You got me back on. Okay, track. good. You're welcome. Vivian looked over to me and she was like, "Dad," it's like, "Yes, honey." She's like, "Why does Harry dog look like he's my height?" I was like, "Honey, sometimes we have different hairy dogs. Um, this is a uh, maybe, maybe." the big hairy dog is in Atlanta getting ready for the tech game so this is his brother or sister and he he or she is just a little bit smaller than the real hairy dog and she was kind of like okay but yeah I mean Harry was a it was a tiny little dog we had a petite hairy small small dog and small dog. The, the mascot face looked like it was more smushed in than usual <laughs> it was kind of off, off-putting it's,
2: yeah a little, little off print like Clemson's mascot looks all the time yeah or it just yeah looks, yeah uh... and
1: this is not a podcast sponsor but after we left the game, we went to the new Jenny's ice cream mm-hmm. and five points. And I had never heard of or been to a Jenny's ice cream. My wife was raving about, like, you've got to go. I, I must say, I am not a huge ice cream connoisseur, but their ice cream was fantastic. Now, it cost me $57 to get ice cream. It does. For everybody. But I was really taken aback by, not, not a sponsor, could be. Uh, probably not. They
0: probably won't be if they'll go back and listen to my trip to Columbus because they're based in Columbus, Ohio, and they had a flavor up there called the Buckeye Blitz, and I actually told the kids to scoop it out cream, I have Buckeye Blitz because I didn't see any in the Peach Bowl. He was not amused. Also, Buckeyes are poisonous. Do not
2: eat Buckeyes. <laughs> really? Yes. Yeah.
0: No, but there is peanut butter and chocolate. No,
2: no, that's not, but that's not an actual. I'm getting there was not actual Buckeye in there. If you eat a Buckeye, it will kill you. Do not eat a Buckeye. I'm probably going to have to give. Unless it's a mascot because, again, as established, all Mascats are edible if you
1: dedicate yourself enough to it. Okay. We're going to move on. Or that's on. your thing. We're going to move on better to the, be your thing. The, <laughs> next, the next pick. Uh, we've we're got, still doing picks. Uh, yeah, we've we got a lot of them. Let's move through a couple of these loser games pretty quick. Appalachian State at Troy. Troy. I'm going to go with App State because they beat them on a Hail Mary last year. Not in the championship game.
0: Are we picking the winner or loser now? Winner. Okay.
1: Okay. Uh, Smooth. No, I'm
0: taking. I'm taking, it, I'm
1: taking as uh, Scott Van Pelt calls him, SMU, SMU, Southern Methodist, going to Tulane or whatever. Championship Tulane's game. gonna beat the
2: Maize. Yes,
1: yes, I agree. Tulane. All right, go I'm green go wave. With, I'll go with the Green Wave. Is as
2: that? Well. Is that? Uh, do they play that at home stadiums? They do. at Yulman Stadium. Is uh, it
1: Yulman? Yeah. yeah. All right. Also at noon on Saturday, we've got the other Miami. Better record than the Southern Miami. Going to Toledo, who I think has won 11 in a row. Rockets. Dude, does anybody know who Toledo lost to in that game? They lost to the Illinois Fighting Illini.
2: Toledo's one loss was in wow. their season opener against Illinois on a last-second field goal. Oh, my god! So gosh. Toledo, had they not lost to Illinois, would be playing, probably be playing... For a like, shot at for, playing at for, the for, Fiesta, you Without question. the Illinois is the team that costs them. Hmm. Illinois, oh. we'll see how their bowl season... Goals, drinks, drink, gold. So you got Goal. the Rockets? Goal. I'm taking yes. taking Jason Candle. Future probably. Uh, I thought Michigan State would have been a spot for him, but I don't know where he goes now. Syracuse makes some sense for him. Yeah. But uh, certainly future power five Jason Candle. I'll take Toledo.
1: And then we've got, uh, in Charlotte, we've got Louisville at Florida State. Louisville took one on the chin last week. I watched that. That was a great ending. Uh, congrats to... Uh, Mark Stoops, one day Texas AM coach, um, he going back to two He will
2: not regret that decision. <laughs> no. I, think, I think he won't. Yeah, no,
1: I, think, right. I can't believe that they're paying Jimbo seventy-seven million dollars and they go hire the coach from Duke, who wasn't really in that much demand. Uh they hired, they hired, they hired a football coach. Is he good? Yeah, I mean, you think he, I mean, he's, he's, he's got
0: to be. He's eight win at Duke. He had him ranked fifth? seven and five this year. Okay. At Duke?
2: <laughs> okay. not the quarterback for most of the season. True. I would argue that the problem with Elko—I think Elko's a really good coach. The problem is, is like, they want to win national championships. I'm they not have sure. a 1-1 since the 30s. I'm not sure Mike Elko is the guy that's going to win the national championship.
0: Probably not. All
1: right. Uh, having you
0: said that, I'm picking Louisville.
1: I'm going to pick Florida State. I think Chalk has won this year in all of these big games, and I think they win again.
0: I'm picking Louisville. I, I, should, think, I, think, I think Louisville— I think, well, I think what Florida State showed, especially in the first half against a bad Florida team, I think, I think Satterfield can – is Satterfield the coach there? No, Braum. Yeah, Braum Braum. can replicate that. Yeah, Satterfield's in Cincinnati. did not do as well.
2: Um, I'd like to note, by the way, if, if, when you think about how your Saturday goes, Oklahoma State, which we'll get to in a moment, will play Texas at noon. Mm-hmm. So we will know, going we into that will. game, what happens. If Georgia wins, obviously, it's just going to be a fun party throughout. If Georgia loses and Texas has lost – there are going to be a lot of Georgia fans watching this game all throughout downtown Atlanta because it will
1: decide whether or not they make the playoff.
2: Yep. I'm taking Florida State. Yep.
1: And then on Friday night, you've got <coughs> the Pac-12 championship game, Oregon and Washington-Las Vegas. Quack,
0: uh, quack, quack.
1: I mean, Oregon's on a hot streak, but again, I'm going to go with Washington.
2: Quack quack quack. Yeah, I can't. I can't. It's hard to justify taking like Washington. I think did you see that they were like sixteen point favorites against Washington State? Yeah, and that's insane. They I, they I don't think they've won a game in double digits in like two months. We're not calling you stupid for picking
0: Washington, but
2: mm-hmm. uh, I I'm not. I don't think it's stupid. But I mean, I've Washington beat them once, you know, and they keep finding ways to win these games. But man, Oregon's got a lot. Bro, I I agree with the idea that Oregon is scarier than Michigan. So I will take. Uh, I will. I will take Oregon.
1: And then uh, I, I got this one out of order. We've got Boise State and UNLV. And the fly in the ointment. I don't even know what this is for. Whack? Uh, Mountain West. Mountain West. Mountain West.
0: Yeah, they they, they chose these teams by computer algorithm. Yes. Uh, Boise State is quite possibly could be a team that both fired their coach and won their conference in yes. the same th- three-week period. Um, having said that, I'm going to say my man, Barry Odom, former Missouri coach, now, Coach, the UNLV Renner-Rebels is going to get that conference championship. Uh, I'm going to take
1: the I agree. I'll go with the Rams. Then we've got, uh, as Will was stating, the Big 12 championship game. The Cowboys, who won in overtime versus BYU, had they lost, it was going to be Oklahoma versus Texas. Who do you think Texas would prefer to play? Would the, I guess it would prefer for the, the, the college football playoff to avenge their loss against Oklahoma. Right? Yeah. Would
0: that yeah, look I guess. better?
2: Yeah, I guess. I, so they got the win over Alabama, though. Like, that's yeah. that's the trump card. They got the win over Alabama. And also, it's not like they got blown out by Oklahoma State. That was a crazy game. I think everyone kind of recognizes Texas could have won that game just as good as anybody. Um, I uh, I think that if I play Oklahoma State. I think that, like, I just don't see how you leave. Like, this, the only way they get in is if Georgia loses. Yeah, I think they're that's the only right. way they're getting in. Like, mm-hmm. so... I think they'd rather. I think they'd rather just play the team that's easier to beat. Yeah. So I, I'm, and I think they will beat them. They're, they're the second biggest favorite this weekend. after yeah. Michigan. Yeah,
1: yeah. Fourteen and
0: a half. I'll take. I'll take Texas.
1: Yeah. And then uh, Big Twelve. I mean, what's the over under for Michigan and Iowa? Is, are they going to bring that down a little uh, bit?
2: Oh, yeah. I bet it's it's going to be in like the thirty eight. No, I think I saw it. it's. Th- Here's the weird part about this. I think the over under is thirty five. Uh-huh. And the spreads, but Michigan's 20, 23 point favorite. Like, I was even doing the gosh, math, yeah. like, how that even works. But yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna double check that out here. I'm on ESPN bet. Have you heard the mm-hmm. ESPN bets a thing now? Um, so that there that I guess the Peter's the Peter, over under Peter is, scores 29 6. The over unders is 35 and a half, wow. and the line is 23.
0: So that's a that's a yeah, so if they went 23 to that's a 31 to 3 game.
2: Yes, that's the only oh, way that wow. works. It's, no, 30, it could be 20, 30, 30, 35 to 7. could be 29, no, six. That do it. 28 <laughs> to 7. 28 to 7. No, that wouldn't yeah. do it either. 28, 26
0: 6. Yeah.
1: Okay.
2: If if Iowa gets a touchdown, that's the way to think about it. If Iowa gets one touchdown, the only way, if Iowa gets one touchdown, it's 30, you, they, you, they can't hit the, they, like Iowa can't get a touchdown, and have Michigan cover and get the other. Yeah. It's physically impossible if Iowa gets a touchdown. Yeah.
0: That's hilarious. Michigan. I, I'm taking Michigan. I'm taking I, Michigan. I, I look, I... Uh, I don't, it's, not, it's not in the world. It's not inconceivable. It is it's not. It's not, because Alabama... I'm sorry, Alabama. God. Iowa...
1: Are they just annoying players? No, is?
0: Iowa is that... Okay, Iowa is that short dude in high school everybody no one wanted to fight that guy because not only is he he's probably a former wrestler he never showers and also he's not both afraid to get naked in a fight and also fight dirty that's that's iowa he is that guy's never going to do anything he's never come out and just like punch you in the face he's going to grab your shirt he's going to pull you up close he's going to pull the back of your hair he's going to bite your ear that's iowa football they drag you in the dirt. They just try to make you hate playing football.
1: Have you seen their quarterback?
0: No, neither have they. He's a heavy um, kicker. That's what he
1: is. <laughs> he looks like the Missouri's kicker. Yeah, does he really? Yes, he's hefty. Except he's six six or something. Okay,
0: well, so it's Jared Lorenzen reduck. Yeah. I'm,
2: um, I'm not a gambling expert, but it's insane to have yeah. a 23 point spread. I mean, so I think Michigan will win cover. this game,
0: but it's not inconceivable.
2: I, I that would be quite a twist. So if Michigan loses this game and mm. Georgia loses their wins, loses
0: their game, who's in? Georgia. I, I think, think so Georgia's too. in. I think so too. Yeah,
1: because Michigan's schedule was. I think they're looking charge. for
0: a way not to put Michigan in.
1: Yeah. Oh, I don't think there's any question about that.
0: But. I don't think there's any don't question don't. about that. Look, if I win this game, it's going to be something dumb like 12 to 15, 15 to 12, or something like just super either that or Harbaugh has utter hubris and goes for it a bunch of fourth down and doesn't make it.
2: This is the, I mean, I guess this is the final, this is your final push. Press class break class in case of emergency yeah. sort of idea. Like I think if Michigan loses and Georgia loses, that's that's the other scenario. That's the other scenario for this. And I think you could do that and not even need Texas and like that's okay, let's just let's just talk this through for just a second. Okay. So Florida State wins. They're in. Texas wins. They're in. Alabama wins. I think you need, you need one of those two. Right now... Or, or, so
0: Washington wins.
2: Yeah, so I think you need... So let, let's think of it this way. I've talked before how you need both things to happen. I actually think now you can make argument. you need two out of three things to happen. You need Florida State to lose, Texas to lose, or Michigan to lose. If two of those three ha- things happen and you lose, I think you're in. I think, that, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because if Florida State's out, because I think if it comes down to it, I think they would take Georgia over Michigan.
1: I, I, I spent five minutes watching Paul Feinbaum talk on uh, ESPN making the case for if Georgia loses and Florida State wins, that Georgia will go over Florida State. Mm.
2: I just I just don't see. I mean, I think, I think every, the, old, the argument for it is very simple. Like, George, if Georgia played Florida State, they'd be like a 15-20 point favorite. Like, that is, that is the argument for it. Right. And if they're really insistent that they're actually just going best teams by have. the best teams, it's actually quite simple. There is a metric in the world that would not have Georgia huge over Florida State. They're not doing that. They're just not doing that. <laughs> they're just not doing it. And I kind of wouldn't want them to. Yeah. Like, I want them to because I want Georgia to win. But that feels like chaos if a Power 5 team can go undefeated and not make it.
1: Happened to Virginia Tech b- well before the yeah. college yeah. football playoff. But, all right, and then uh, at four o'clock in Atlanta, under uh, the closed roof of Mercedes-Benz Stadium, we got Georgia and Alabama Redux, uh, the last three C- or SEC whatever SEC on CBS yeah, game. Last, yeah, you're right. Oh yeah, another nice. But nice.
0: yeah, you you wouldn't have seen this, but on Saturday, CBS did a little thirty second. And I'm just like it. It made my face water happen. Yeah. Yeah. Did you watch the uh, the Pac-12 thing too? They had a big video at the end of the
2: because it was the last Pac-12 mm. game ever. Mm. It was actually kind of actually yeah. I was kind of moved yeah. by it too. But Maybe
1: it'll know. all come back. I think one Washington
0: day. State and Oregon State playing next year.
1: Yeah. Um, so yeah, you got the dogs and the tide, and uh, it's in uh, the place that seems like they always play. And um, you know the last Columbus, time, Georgia. well, it's actually uh, <laughs> in Indianapolis, <laughs> Indiana. Uh, you're right, Columbus, Georgia, uh, but. You know, we've talked about this game. We've uh, gnashed our teeth. And, you know, if I were to listen back to our entire uh, pregame podcast that we just recorded, I would feel like that we were kind of setting you listeners up for a defeat or us predicting a loss. And I can't speak for my two co hosts, but that's not me. I think that Georgia has the better team. I've watched Alabama struggle bust it. The entire game versus Auburn, a team that Georgia played with their food and beat um, a, a little bit easier, even though it was still in the the second half. But um, you know, Alabama's got a loss on the season too. They don't have a 29 game win streak. Georgia has better athletes. The Alabama's running back is nicked up, um, and their offensive line and quarterback play is suspect. Carson Beck, I trust him more than I trust Jalen Milrow. To make plays and I trust our wide receiving core more than I trust Jermaine Burton not to get a bunch of unsportsmanlike conduct penalties during the game. So I think it's a close one. I think it's an all timer once again. The spread is is Georgia by five and a half. I think that Alabama covers and Georgia wins thirty one to twenty six.
2: I usually know where I'm gonna pick before I start talking so bear with me for a moment because um, I don't right now I'm worried I, I think there's a lot of reasons to be worried and and uh, and the worries for me are not anything involving George's offense and I think that's that's where like the, the thing about this is the thing when I when I close my eyes I worry about this game I, I remember what Georgia Tech just did to, to to Georgia running ball and more to the point what Auburn did to them because this is like a better version of, of Auburn's offense and that's what worries me and I'd like to say well that was a long time ago and they've all put this together by, uh, since then but this was just last week and I know it was Georgia Tech I know it didn't mean as much so they were are going and I know that's what they're going to be working all week to clean up but like if what Alabama is, Alabama's game plan, I think it's pretty simple. You can run. If Georgia stops the run, not only do I think Georgia's going to win, I, I think they will be in very good. Like, I don't, I think they can, this could be like the Missouri game. I wouldn't say the Kentucky right. game, but a Tennessee game, but like the Missouri game. A game that was a little tight, but Georgia was the better team that can do it. The question is whether they can stop the run on that. Um, the thing that I want to see that I didn't see much of the Georgia Tech game for a good reason because McConkie and Bowers and Ra weren't there. Is there was only one little stretch where that offense got humming. There was that one little like drive where it's like oh like it's go when it's when Bobo's feeling it. This has to be a Bobo feeling it game. If there's a Bobo feel- and I'm sorry again, I hate to be old fashioned. Let's not let them score on the on the first. Like I like, really like in all seriousness. Like I know we're joking about superstition. You can't. Well, they need to knock that shit off. Like they like this is a game you can't mess around. I think Georgia needs a lead in this game because Alabama is going to... If Alabama gets a lead, they're going to run and they're going to run and they're going to run. That's going to put them in a position of strength that Georgia Tech or any of the last six teams that Georgia has played has not been able to do it. Um, Ultimately, I think I believe in Bobo. I actually believe that that when the offense is going... If it comes down late, I trust them to. I trust Beck to make the right throw, and I trust. uh, At the end of the day, they have Brock Bowers, and then like a last situation, we saw what they did against against Auburn. Alabama's defense is better, but Bowers. I mean, he's he's a trump card that Alabama doesn't have, and so I'm going to take Georgia literally winning on the final drive. Mm. I'm very concerned. I'm very concerned, but I think Georgia wins on the final drive. I'm going to say 38, 34. Wow.
0: Okay. You know, one of the things that I consistently try to go back to is I try to look at the stats and think about what the stats tell me. What the stats tell me is Alabama's going to try to run the football and that's, all well and good. But there are two opposing stats that make me think that, um, that cut against that. The first is Georgia has allowed the fewest red zone possessions and the fewest red zone scores in the nation. Not the, not the lowest red zone scoring percentage, just the fewest yeah. red zone scores. Um, if Alabama tries to get into a grinded out game I think what George and, and I think that's what George is, I think that's what Alabama's going to want to do. I th- agree with Will that um, you're putting Bobo in a position of giving him extra possessions because at some point that some point that 5-yard run is not going to hit. Someone's going to hold and suddenly it's going to be first and 20. Something's going to happen that puts you in a situation where you're just not going to be able to do that. And frankly, if they're able to run the ball seven yards a run, Georgia just loses the game. I mean, like I mean, Siobhan Buller put it right, if Alabama gets 200 yards rushing, it's, I mean, yeah, it's a very different outcome. I just don't think that they are going to be able to cook in that way. Do they get 200 yards rushing? I guess it's possible, but I don't see Morrow having much luck throwing the ball, at least consistently, and certainly not downfield. Um, the one thing that gives me Some hope is that, with the exception of Georgia Tech, um, Georgia's defense got stronger in every game they played. They were able to suss out what other teams were doing and stay in front of them, especially in third and fourth quarter. Um, going back to my stats argument, I felt like that Bill Conley, um, what I was looking for, I had in mind what I had in mind was a particular score where um. I had in mind a particular score, a particular uh, like gap in that score that I thought that felt safe, that I felt comfortable with. And the score I had in my mind was 34-27, so a seven-point game. Lo and behold, Conley comes out with 33-26. And I think that's where we are. Now, would it surprise me if Georgia has to score late to make it that? No, not at all. Um, I think the one, thing that there, the one thing that would surprise me in this game um, is an Alabama blowout that they they blow out Alabama. That's the one thing that was surprising. like the last time Georgia lost to Alabama. Like the last time Georgia, yeah, that's exactly right. Like the last time, um, I would be surprised at that. Now we give up to we give up fourteen points on turnovers. Yeah, that's going to happen. You'll do that to any good team. Um, I just don't think that will happen. Um, I was thinking thirty four twenty seven. I'll stay with it. Georgia wins.
2: Another need to in this Milro like let's not forget that Milro made some weird decisions at the late. end of the
0: game. Yeah, yeah, and in lost in that lost in that play, lost yeah. in that play is they did require Auburn muffing a punt inside yeah. their twenty yard line. Yeah. Um Auburn doesn't muff that punt. At the minimum, Alabama, instead of having to run four plays and get, get thirty-one yards or go backwards twenty mm-hmm. yards, uh oh god, no, they went back further than that, however far it was they are getting the ball back inside their own 30 with mm-hmm. 10, 15 seconds left. And I think it's a different outcome. Yeah. Number but, does, he makes
2: weird decisions sometimes.
0: Yeah. And so I'm uh, we didn't talk about this. But one thing that I keep running over my head that Georgia has not been great at is getting pressure. Well, I say getting pressure. Getting pressure at odd times on the quarterback. Um, If Georgia runs a spy, I'm not saying Georgia will yeah. the entire game. If Georgia runs a spy – Look for a lot of accompanying blitz to flush Monroe. At least put him a situating. You can't let him sit back there. You let him sit back there. He'll find Bond. He'll find Burton. I just don't. if you can force him into stressful
2: decisions. I just don't think. Yeah, that's what you want Keep to do. Keep in mind
0: the reason they were back there is he ran past the line of scrimmage, turned around and ran back. Did and you see threw the Saban ball.
2: when he did that too? He was like, Jesus Christ. Well, he
0: like yeah. that was not the first time. That, that was not the first time that he th- he had thrown the ball when he yeah. passed the line of scrimmage. Yeah. So. I mean, he's he's prone to mistakes and. I think Georgia puts them in enough of those that they win.
2: Okay. All right. Well, this will be fun. So, and you're going, Tony.
0: I'm going. Scott, I'll be there. not going, correct?
1: I won't be. Uh, here's another good news, a uh, good, good bit of news. The same group of people that I've always watched with, with the Rose Bowl and then mm-hmm. the, the National Championship that made those videos. Like Colby with, and the crew? We're all going to be back awesome. together. We're getting awesome. the band back together. So that's good karma.
0: Good.
2: Good. Will we get a video?
1: I don't will know. Maybe. I'd, maybe. If, uh, if you want one, maybe I'll do that.
0: Well if you see us, say hi. We'll mm-hmm. be around. Scott at least Will and I will. And um guys, it's been a fun season. It comes down to this. We start talking about it in August. Mm-hmm. Let's go do the thing. This is the uh, this is this is this is why it's fun, I suppose.
2: Um, otherwise, uh, okay. Well, listen, we'll do a post game show Sunday. Well, I we do not have a show scheduled for next week. We'll probably take next week off though. We'll do a post game show and then we'll see where we are. Uh, we generally do that after uh, stretches like this. Is holiday season and uh, I'm yeah. about to do my stretch of travel, but uh, we'll do the post game and then uh, I don't know. I guess we'll uh, we'll see all on the other side. Until then, go dogs. Go dogs.
1: And thanks so much for listening. And like Will just said, Tony and he will be back on Sunday with a post game SEC championship reaction video, not video yeah. podcast.
0: If somebody will hit record. <laughs> uh,
1: but until then, enjoy your uh, tailgate down in Atlanta, and uh, yeah, bring home a dog's victory. We'll be trying our best here in Athens. We'll see you on campus sometime soon. And as always, go dogs.